Hey, I know it's late, but can you talk? Two in the Morning is an original podcast where we unabashedly explore the questions that are keeping all of us up at night. Me, Mia Brabham, and my best friend, Michael Galfetti, are two 20-somethings who've been coming together for eight years with hilarious, sometimes deep, and always honest, infinitely dimensional questions about life. Now, we're doing it with all of you. Each week, we'll both prepare a question, something we've been thinking about all week, all month, maybe even all year, and we'll talk through it. We've learned that it's not always about the answers, but sometimes just about the comfort of conversation. News? Not exactly. Therapy? Maybe. Entertainment? On accident. It's two in the morning, and it's time to talk. Good freaking morning, everyone. Um, This is Two in the Morning with Michael and Mia, your favorite late night show. Yes. Hello, everybody. Welcome back. This is feeling sultry already. I love it. I love to put a little sultry mix on what's happening. Something about being behind a microphone just makes me (laughs) feel, it gives me Delilah, like, um, does everyone know who Delilah is? Mia, do you know who Delilah is? I don't know. Do I? She's that woman on the radio um, and she answers like relationship questions. I don't think I know who this is. This is very outing myself as an old man, but (laughs) I love to listen to the radio. Yes. Like, okay. What do you mean? Like driving? Well, you don't really drive because you're in the city. I don't really drive. But every time I'm in the car, like I'm like, I don't need a playlist. I actually just want to listen to the radio. Sometimes I love how easy the radio is. I just love turning it on and just on a long drive. I don't even need a playlist like you said. It's yes. sometimes it's just nice to hear somebody talking. And you yes. don't really know. You can either really pay attention to what they're saying or what they're not, but it's it's kind of nice to not make decisions. <laughs> El radio is instant community. You turn it on, there's someone talking to you, there are people calling in, and I love the curation. Like even if I don't like the song, it's usually like classics, like things you should know or like there's so many audiophiles who are like DJs and I just love that community honestly. <laughs> I agree. Um, Wow. I didn't know that you would share this. I thought I was going to be all alone on my grandpa island. (laughs) No, I used to always get really embarrassed and shamed when people would be like, oh, the radio. Like I'd be sitting there like I definitely listen to the radio in the car. So (laughs) it's so good. Okay, I want to (laughs) know this may end up on the social, but I want to know if people other people out there are listening to the radio. Um, Yes. I also Gen Z might come for us because they're probably like. What's a radio? You mean like a podcast? (laughs) (laughs) It's the same, but different. (laughs) Okay. Wow. We're old, everyone. Hi. We're old. We're up late. Mia, I was wondering, what is your go-to late night snack? Because you're kind of like a, you're you're a baker, a cooker, a savant in the kitchen. Tell me, what are you cooking up at 2 a.m.? Oh, I'm recently addicted to mug cakes so it's like a molten uh like brownie like lava type thing Ooh, you've always really liked those i remember when i went to jmu you were like you have to have this cookie (laughs) skillet oh my god the cookie skillet at o'neill's yes remember that weekend you visited and we just watched zoe 101 The That's best we weekend did. of my life. We went to dinner and watched Zoe 101. Literally nothing else happened. I guess O'Neill's. That's it. But That's um, all. That's all, folks. That's all you need to have a good friendship. Period. <laughs> but, I mean, I love making the, the mug cake. It's so easy. 
I'm not the real deal. I like to use the least amount of ingredients possible. I yes. don't like hard work. So when I see people really make like whipping up something great, I'm like, yeah, lazy, can't do that. But mug cakes, it's from scratch, but it's very easy. It's like four ingredients and it it's done in like a minute and it's so soft and I put ice cream on top. Oh my gosh, it's so good. Dan hates me. My sugar levels are high. How about you? I just got hungry. <laughs> I'll make you you described that so well. <laughs> We're going to take a break. Michael's going to come back with a mug cake. <laughs> Thanks everyone for your patience. <laughs> what is your favorite late night snack? This is hard. So I'm not big on sweets, but I, ice cream is so easy that if I'm like, I'm probably not going to cook late at night. I'm just going to pull something out of the fridge. So it's like ice cream, chips. I'm also a very like savory person. Um, Me too. You know what actually slaps? This is my final answer. Nachos so easy so satisfying late at night and there are so many levels like you can do just a like tostitos and cheese in the microwave you can go all out slice some jalapenos get some like bean on there oh my god See, peppers no, I, you know how much i love nachos like i've gone on the nacho tour of dc i should honestly just be a tour guide for it but i don't like there's there's certain foods that i don't like to make myself and that's nachos and that salad. I feel like when I make them, they're never as good as how you can buy them. And it doesn't matter how hard I try. And I, I just, my nachos are never as good. I need to figure out what you're doing. You know that I am like, I'm actually chefing things up. Like, <laughs> <laughs> um, my salads, my salads slap. I stand by them. Okay. Honestly, if enough people request a salad recipe, I will drop one. <laughs> Am I enough? Can I request it? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. I want to. I want to. I want the people to uh, beg for it. What's wrong with me? <laughs> Help everybody! <laughs> Help! All right. Um, do you think we should get into our questions? Yeah, I would love that. Me too. Me too. Um, I don't know about you, but it's scary out there. It's way less scary together, though. You know. It's two in the morning. And it's time to talk. Oh, it's time to talk. I'll go first this week. Oh, uh, Michael, I really wanted to go first. Okay, you go first. I, I'm really just like, this is burst, literally bursting out of me. I've been do wanting it, to do ask it, do it, do it, do for it. a long time. We've actually talked on the phone about this because I told you that... I couldn't tell you the question, but I realized last season, episode two, you asked, is it possible to cut people off? And I gave some long-winded answer about how I sort of kind of didn't cut this person off. And it didn't occur to me until maybe two weeks later that I absolutely have cut someone out to their face, have said, we cannot be friends. And so with all that being said, my question this week is... Is girl code outdated and should girl code be a thing? Okay. Um, let's define girl code. I'm going to say for the listeners, but also yes. for myself. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So girl code is essentially, I mean, there's a few, you know, there's like, you know, don't go to the bathroom alone. Like there's the more fun girl code elements. But the girl code I'm talking about is 
dating a friend's ex slash someone they were interested in. Oh, okay. Yeah, I think there's a similar one for guys, but I don't really know it. (laughs) (laughs) With or without their permission. Just in general, like, is that okay? Even if it's an inkling in your mind, before you even ask, even if they give you permission, should that be something you even consider? Interesting. Dang. Okay, so it it depends. Like, if you're just going after them because you're like, that would be fun, um, that's a little messed up. But, like, if you truly feel for them, like, you're like, I might be in love with this man, I feel like nothing can stop that. Um, Because I'm a sucker for love, despite it all. (laughs) Mm. Are you trying to stand in the way of true love, Mia? Um, Yes and no. So... I have a lot of different thoughts on this. Um, and to be quite frank, I've been on both sides, right? I think that girl code is important. I don't think it's outdated. And I think it should be an unspoken rule in friendships. Because if not, we'd just be running around willy-nilly. You know what I mean? Like, you have to have some boundaries. And I think that should be just an invisible one that comes automatically with any friendship, right? But I think it de- it depends on the the degree to which you're friends with a person and how close you are um, that makes it wrong or not wrong, I guess. Um, So it's interesting. Like I said, I've been on both sides. And in one case, uh, I fell for this guy in college and I never actually dated him. We had talked about feelings for each other, uh, but he just didn't want to move forward. It was like senior year and I was crushed. And fast forward less than a year later, one of my close friends like basically claimed to not have known how serious my feelings were for him and like asked me if it'd be okay for them to start dating. I was super blindsided. And what I told her is this is the thing is I understand because I don't want to get in the way of true love, right? So I told her this is super hurtful. I'm not going to stop you from getting with him, but just know that me and you can't be friends. Like it, this is not going to shake out well. And she was like, cool. And Whoa. we days, you know? But then I've been on the other side of it too, where when I started um, dating Dan, He was kind of seeing someone and he had done the same thing where he said, you know, I don't want to be with this person. And I had only just met her. We all were like a big friend circle that I just met and I didn't know her very well. But I basically went to her and was like, hey, like Dan and I have feelings for each other. And I knew going to that conversation, she could cut me out and that it'd be okay because I've been on both sides of it, you know, and I understand that, like you said, like no one wants to get in the way of true love. But right. So you think that it doesn't matter, though, at all? No. I definitely think it matters. Like if someone doesn't ask you and is going behind your back, like that's just shady. That's wrong. Like have a direct conversation. Um, But I mean, I think the choice to be like, I'm going to pursue this man over my friend seems a little short-sighted to me. (laughs) Um, Just personally, I, I don't see myself making that choice. Um, but damn, lets you know where you stand, doesn't it? It really does, though. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I totally think you were in the right and you were super honest on like that this is really going to hurt me in the person's choice to move forward with that. I'm, <laughs> I'm emotional. No, one, I don't want that to happen to you. <laughs> it's, it's happened to me actually multiple times. Um, Who hurt you? I'm coming for them. <laughs> Name names. Who hurt, me? Who hurt me? I mean, too, too many people to count. But... I'm trying to think about how guys handle this. They don't care. Yeah, I was about to say they don't care. (laughs) What does that say? (laughs) So we don't really have an answer on this. 
honestly it's so <laughs> messy and it's unique i think the like strong recommendation is to definitely have a conversation like mia someone who's experienced this you would say people having conversations with you is better than not right yes but this is what the one thing i want to know too which is what it, it's what went through my brain when it happened to me for the second time i was like you're coming to me and asking if it's okay but if i said no would you still go forward with it anyway? Because the thing is, so many things happen at that junction in time, right? Because you're like, I don't want to stop you from being happy. You're my friend, right? But then you're also like, this is really shitty. And if I tell you don't do it, then are you still going to, you know? I want to hear, if anyone's out there, I want to hear a story where you were the friend, you asked for permission, your friend said no, that would make me uncomfortable, and you didn't do it. Because I really think that, it's always the case where you ask, but your intentions aren't to really know what they think, right? It's to get their permission or just move forward without it. That feels foolish to me. I, I, that's what I'm saying. It's, it's like asking. That's why in the beginning I was like asking versus not asking. Does it even really matter? Yeah, Once because – best a nicety, like it's not really going to stop you or is it? I don't know. Wow, that's good context. Like you have to ask early up front. Like when you think you might have a little, one little flutter of a butterfly wing, yes. you need to talk to your friend. Yes, one little flutter of a butterfly wing. That's so different than being like, we've been talking, we're about to start dating. How no, do you feel? No, 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 no. Which is what happened to me. Um, <laughs> How do you feel? <laughs> and that's what, another thing too is like. We're about to start dating? Oh yes. my God, that's so different. I'm mad. <laughs> it's enraging um wow this is, i just feel like this is just me pouring out my heart and you're just like maybe yeah no um never <laughs> like you said therapy maybe i don't know anyways <laughs> honestly if this is therapizing for anyone else please get in touch with me y'all can form a support group <laughs> gosh well michael i'm very excited for your question um, thanks for talking through this with me. Everybody, let us know what you think. Is girl code dumb or is it important? And Michael, after this ad break, I'm very excited to hear what you have to say on your topic this week. Hey, hey, this is Jamila White, the senior producer for Two in the Morning, dropping in yet again to put you all on with a new skincare line that's black owned. My forehead started breaking out the moment the pandemic started and nothing I was trying was getting rid of my acne scars nor slowing down the new pimples from coming. It wasn't until my cousin Esther put me onto Sandy's Beauty Bar when I finally started to see improvements. I used her lavish lavender face oil and fell in love with the scent and most importantly, the results. And the beauty of it all, it doesn't stop there. Sandy's Beauty Bar also sells body serums, men's gift sets, moisturizing body scrubs, candles, and so much more. I use her new Amber Glow Turmeric Body Scrub that's great for hyperpigmentation and making your skin feel so smooth. So do yourself and your skin the favor by heading over to sandysbeautybar.com, that's S-A-N-D-Y-S, beautybar.com, and use the code 2inthemorning15, T-W-O in the morning 15, for 15% off your next purchase. Everybody, we are back with season two, better than ever. But you know one thing that hasn't changed? We're still using Anchor. She is so fun. She's free. She's easy to use. You can record, edit, collaborate, and distribute all of your podcasts through her. So, you know, when you got a good thing going, <laughs> you don't give it up. If you're thinking about making a podcast, I know some of you are. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Okay, so 
Mia, are you ready? Because I'm just going to ask it. Oh, <laughs> please do. So, Mia, is it even okay to be rich? <laughs> That's my question. And I am not going to define it because I think it is fascinating and very telling that each of us has like our own definition of rich. And I want to talk about that. Mm. Um but genuinely, like, is it okay? Is it morally justifiable to have a lot, a lot of wealth? <sighs> the way my mouth just dropped. Part of me is like, no, because in the process of becoming that rich, i.e. Jeff Bezos, I think Elon Musk just passed him as the richest person alive. Um You've had to have exploited people along the way and had people working to the bone for you and just probably not for a lot of pay. So it's uncomfortable to me that you can be that wealthy and I don't think it should be a thing. But at the same time, it's like, let's say you work really hard, you build, you know, an empire and you're rich. It's like, okay, but what are you doing with the money? Are you giving back? Um, how did you build that wealth? Was it generational wealth? I just think there's so many different facets of wealth that we have to analyze. And I'm straddling this answer. I'm speechless. I don't know. What do you think? <laughs> I think about it and, you know, I, I'm like, you know, it would be nice to be rich. <laughs> I'm like... I'm trying to develop some assets over here. <laughs> I'm working hard. Um, I would like to not have to stress about money. That sounds really good. Um, I think in the cases of Jeff Bezos and Elon Musk, like personally, no, like that that's too much. Like that's like uber rich. Yeah. Um, like I can't even imagine what it's, what, like they don't even think about money outside of like getting more of it and like multiple houses, private jets, like that life. I'm not really into that. Um, but, w you know, then it gets to like the lower rung of like comfortable. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yep. And this is where I am constantly shook just like, in my everyday conversations with people and I don't, I don't ask everyone I know, like, do you consider yourself to be rich? But I think very few people do, but then I'm always listening to like their life experiences. And I'm just like, damn, sounds like you had a lot of money. <laughs> mm -hmm. I have mm -hmm. so much envy over other people's childhoods. <laughs> Cause they're always like, um, I'm always just like, wow, I wish my parents like I, I think in my head, I wish they cared that much. But like, obviously, my mom cared that much. But it's just a whole different subset of like, I did tennis lessons and I piano lessons and violin and like took a language course and like traveled in the summer and went to summer camp. I'm just like, all of that sounds so expensive. Excuse me, honey. <laughs> Seriously. And it just makes me reflect too, because I grew up what, like middle class, lower middle class. And my parents, like I had some of those things. I mean, I, I wasn't doing tennis lessons and riding around in limos, but my parents had to work to get me those opportunities. You know, like if I wanted to take a dance class, they were saving extra money. My dad was like working an extra job, you know? So, um, 
it's just interesting. I, I can't imagine what it'd be like for your parents not to struggle just because I don't know that experience for them to just be like, yeah, here's some money, like go to camp, get away from the house. Like, But here's the trickiest part is that everyone does quote unquote in their minds, like struggle and work hard. I even was reflecting on this in my own life this week because like it was a rough week. Like this has been not a great week. Um, but what does that mean for me? That means that like, I don't feel super inspired by my work and I'm like sitting at home in like doing emails from bed and like streaming Netflix simultaneously. Like you have to check. I really had to check myself and be like, this hasn't been a great week. Cause I don't feel super engaged and inspired by my job, but I don't have back pain. My feet don't hurt. Like what is a bad week for me is like such an amazing life. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And that's the kind of, that's what I think is really the most interesting and fascinating thing about this question is like doing that work to check the privilege within your own life, within your parents' life, within like generationally. Um, Yeah. That, I mean, it really blows me away if I keep thinking about it. (laughs) Yeah. I always just think about resources when I think of this question and how not everyone has access to resources to become rich. So the idea of working hard, you're right, is just so interesting because I'm sure like people with massive amounts of wealth also think they work hard. Oh, yeah. But they have people doing the work for them. And mm-hmm. it, to some degree, like maybe, I don't know, you're right, because ideating versus like, you know, hands on like blue collar work. It's just it's also different. Um, but I'm kind it, of <laughs> of the opinion that like everyone works hard. Like, I don't know where this I mean, we all have experienced someone at work who is like not doing everything we're doing. Right. Um, but like on a macro level I think most people do their jobs and like work hard quote unquote that's interesting I feel like that's a whole nother question but I don't know (laughs) I don't I don't know if I feel that way because I mean I guess here's the thing is I think it's different types of work and they're both hard work in different ways right Mm -hmm. like staying at the office 14 hours even though you're like you said sitting at a desk like staring at a screen it's not as hard on your body but it's hard work on your mind. Um, Whereas like going to a restaurant for 12 hours is a a completely different type of hard work. But I don't think that everyone works hard. I think some people are truly just getting by because I've, I've worked in the service industry. I've worked in uh, you know, at a corporate place. I've worked at a startup. I'm freelancing now. I've worked in a lot of different professional arenas and I met a lot of people who don't work hard. So different types of work. I just don't know if everybody works um, to the same degree. Yeah. It's so fascinating just on like wealth accumulation and people's backgrounds. I really am fascinated to hear like there were certain moments in my life when I had to like question, I was like, are we rich? Mm. (laughs) My mom bought a Cadillac and it really shook me because I grew up, I'm like, where, 
like poor. Like I am like my mom, like n- neither of my parents went to college and like my mom was a single mom and she, we've, she has had so many different jobs and we've moved and like for financial reasons, for all of the reasons, like we've really been through it. Um, but then she like had a really good year. She works in sales. So like her pay fluctuates, which is also very difficult to kind of understand. Um, Cause it's not like this, the like salaried kind of career track, climbing the ladder, like progression every year, like stability. It's very like unstable. Um, and then she had a really good year and she bought a Cadillac or like leased one or something. I don't know how cars work. <laughs> um, and I really was like, this is a nice car. Like this is luxury. Like, what does this mean for me? Like, I'm still, I still have student loans. I'm still like, I had to sell my car so I could study abroad. So like it, the, the, all of the, like, it's never a single answer. Like you can't look at any one thing and make a determination about like what someone's life or position or thing is. But I honestly am so bad because I constantly find myself kind of doing that but Mm. I also just want to know like it's so important it really defines like well your experiences and like your comfortability with money like honestly defines so much like defines the career that you're able to have and like the sacrifices that you're able to make and like so many things are defined by your like comfort and availability and access to money. My years are turning. I'm like, there's so much to talk about. I think we should talk about money more this season because I have a lot of questions. Yeah, this is <laughs> this is Michael's rant. Um, we will return with a question. <laughs> <laughs> Multiple questions over the course of season two. Thank you all so much for your support. We could not make this podcast without you. Um, And we wanted to just take a moment to acknowledge all of the kind words you all have said and just like kind of cry on the microphone together as we do. Um, So if you know Jimmy Kimmel's mean tweets, this is kind of like that but with nice reviews instead. Um, So we're just going to read the review. And this one is titled so much yes it says mia and michael are so good at making their listeners feel like they are sitting down with them oftentimes i find myself responding to them out loud i have to catch myself before i look crazy thank you so much mally 441 411 whoever you are we love you your support means the world to us if you haven't yet um leave us a review it's a free way to support the pod All right, everybody, I am dying to know if you think girl code should be a thing or not a thing. Am I crazy for having standards for friendship? I don't know. Please drag me. Um, Also, is it okay to be rich? Like, is it, Michael? Um, (laughs) We still don't know. We still don't know. But is it okay to be rich? But Michael and I both want to be rich. Thank you. <laughs> That's all, everyone. I'm not sure if it's okay for you, but for me personally, this is a choice I'm making. <laughs> <laughs> Bye, guys. See you next time. Bye. Thank you so much for staying up with us. Subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to join the Two in the Morning Club. Rate it five stars, or if you're feeling really nice, leave us a review and share this episode with just one person you know. This podcast is made possible because of you and your support. 
If you haven't already, join our sleepover on patreon.com slash two in the morning podcast for just $5 a month. You'll get exclusive early and free access to all of our live events and discussions, journal prompts, behind the scenes activity, and welcome merch mail straight to you. You can catch me in between episodes on Twitter and Instagram at Spaghetti Galfetti with one T. And you can keep up with me on Twitter at Hot Mess Mia and Instagram at Yours Truly Mia. Thanks for hanging out with us. Now get some beauty sleep and we'll see you next Sunday. Two in the Morning is a podcast produced by Jamila White and Bia Kasanga. Music by Brian Kim. Cover art by Madeline Younger. Subscribe for new episodes every Sunday. Sweet dreams. Sweet dreams.